0: Welcome to the Legacy Teachings of Bill Anzovino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. You've taken time out of your busy day to come and say, Father, you're first in my life. And He's smiling upon you out of heaven right now, looking upon you and just saying, those are my beloved children. Isn't that good to know? Hallelujah. Praise God. Psalm 37, if you would, please. And Father, as we approach your word, we do so reverently and humbly, giving thanks to you for its provision. We thank you, Father, tonight for receptive hearts, attentive ears, and open minds. We thank you for the Holy Ghost to be our teacher and guide, to enlighten us, dear Father God, into everything willed and purposed by you. Our hearts are prepared and we will receive and be changed from glory to glory by your spirit. And Father, we believe we'll be quickened according unto your word and we'll not just be hearers thereof, but doers of it in Jesus' name. We boldly declare that we have what the word says we have. We can do what the word says we can do and we are what the word says we are. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Psalm 37 and verse 4 says, delight. Your neighbor in the Lord. What translation do you have? Oh, it says delight yourself in the Lord. You mean someone else can't do it for you? You mean I can't delight you in the Lord? I can't, can I? I can't delight you in the Lord. The Bible says delight yourself in the Lord. Amen. I can encourage you, but I can't delight you. You've got to delight yourself in the Lord. Someone can come along and encourage you and say, I want to encourage you to delight yourself in the Lord, but you've got to be the one to do it. Amen? Amen. You say, but you don't understand, I'm a sad person. I have no reason to be happy. You don't know my problems. And you know what? You may be right, but I know you're God if you're a Christian. I said, I know you're God. And I want to introduce you a little bit more to who He is. And how much He wants to help you so you can delight yourself in Him. And I'm going to show you some reasons why you should. Amen. Amen. Delight yourself in the Lord. It said right here. And He shall give you the desires of your heart. Now see, somebody, somebody just not paying much of attention to what He just said right there. Listen carefully. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and He will give you problems and heartache and pain. Misery untold. No? Delight thyself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. We just learned a secret. Did you hear that? Don't be hearers thereof only. Be doers of the Word. Delight thyself also in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. I like that, don't you? What do you desire? You probably desire many things. Someone says, I just desire not to be miserable any longer. (laughs) Well, if you desire not to be miserable, if you desire not to be full of heartache and, and pain, then he said, delight yourself in the Lord. Someone says, but I want to feel better, and then I'll delight myself in the Lord. But he said, delight yourself in the Lord... And He will give you the desires of your heart. Someone says, well, why does it have to be that way? I want to fill it first. And God says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are... You thought I was going to leave that out, didn't you? Uh, You thought I was going to leave that out, didn't you? My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My program is not your program. I've got a higher way of doing things. You've got a lower way. Come up to my higher way, saith the Lord. Amen? Amen. Come up to the higher way, saith the Lord. That's what He's telling us. Delight yourself also in the Lord first and then He will give you the desires of your heart. How many of you know that God wants all of His children to experience an abundant life? I mean that. An abundant life means a full life, a fulfilled life, a life full of salvation, a life filled with the Holy Ghost and power, a life Vibrant and alive in faith, experiencing the presence of God in a glorious, fulfilled way in your life. A healthy life. Where your body is healthy and whole and your mind is sound, praise God, and and stable and you're not, you know, having emotional problems. God wants us to have a full life, an abundant life, a life of blessings untold with all of our needs met, whether they be spiritually, emotionally, physically, socially, financially, God wants us to walk in His full blessings. As a matter of fact, Jesus even said Himself, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Not just abundantly, more. I like the more, don't you? God doesn't want to give it to us in abundance. In more abundant." fashion, He wants to give it to us. I like that about our God. He's always heaping upon us more than we can handle. You say, well, why does He do it that way? Because He wants you to be so blessed and so overflowing with blessings that you don't have enough for yourself, you've got to give it away. Isn't that right? Well, you might say, well, now, brother, I'm saved, but my life isn't full. I'm saved, but, you know, I've, I've been depressed, or I've been sick. And it's hard for me to pay the bills and, and just go on and on and on and on. Well, if you think about it, every person is tempted to stay there. That's true. Every person is tempted to stay where they're at in their problems. You're not the only one who's ever been attacked with depression. You're not the only one who has ever been attacked with financial burdens. How many of you have been given a home and you live free? No taxes, no real estate taxes, no school taxes. How many of you can drive your car without any payment? How many of you don't have to put gas in? Someone does it for you and it's all free. Your kids go to college for nothing. And if you ever had to go to a hospital or anything like that, the bill's paid in full before you leave. Every person on the face of the earth has to pay their grocery bill. Amen? Amen? In other words, we're all living in the same world, aren't we? Every single one of us is living in the same world and we encounter the same difficulties. See, some are always down, but others are up. Would you rather be the up or the down? I'd rather be the up. What about you? We are going to face life's problems and difficulties, but we can do so victoriously or in defeat. Take your pick. I've experienced both and I'd rather be in victory. What about you? Well, God is telling us right here in this one verse how we can have victory. How is that? Delight thyself also in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. How much time have you spent recently delighting yourself in the Lord? Well, brother, I go to church three times a week. That's not what I asked. I asked, how much time have you spent delighting yourself in the Lord recently? Every day. In other words, taking time to set yourself apart with God and really love Him. Just, just love Him and bless Him and worship Him and glorify Him and honor Him for who He is as well as all the marvelous things He has done for you. And that one person says, but you don't understand. He hasn't done a whole lot for me. See, there's the problem. See, there's the problem. You haven't seen what He's done for you. And because you haven't seen what He's done for you, there's no rejoicing in your heart. When you start seeing who He is and what He's done for you, you'll have a joy unspeakable full of glory. And you'll look around you and you'll see the same problems that you had when you walked in this door tonight. But I'll tell you, when you leave here tonight, you'll go with a spring in your step and your God in you will be bigger than the problem that you're facing out there in the world. Those problems, those difficulties, those situations will not be any match for your God because you'll see Him bigger on the inside of you and you'll love Him and you'll bless Him and you'll worship Him and you'll glorify Him even though you have those same existing situations right there in front of you. Somehow, you'll look above and beyond them. You won't ignore the fact that they exist. They'll still exist because they won't change until you do. Oh, I should have got a bigger amen than that. They won't change until you do. They won't change until I do. Isn't that true? We've got to change first. See, See, God tells us right here, you delight yourself also in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. i said this all oh, over the years many, many times, but sometimes I think things don't register as they should within our hearts. Maybe for the moment, but they don't seem to stay long enough with us to get results. Prayer, listen carefully, prayer is taking your problem to God. You ever been there before? and said, hey, Lord, I've got a problem here. Here's a situation. Here's a difficulty. Or whatever it is, you take it to God in prayer, right? How many of you have taken a problem to God in prayer? Now, we all have. But praise and worship. Get God involved in your problem. Come on now, hold on just for a second. Follow me closely just for a moment. Prayer... He's taking your problem to God. Father God, I have a situation here at hand. I've got this. Now, while I was meditating this this today, the Lord spoke to my heart, and this is what... Neither my ability to bring to pass that which I have spoken. Your mind will stand firm against the knowledge of my will. But know that the kernel mind is incapable of matching wits with the living God. Therefore, worship and praise me for what I've already done and I will bring it to pass. Do you know what I said when he said that to me? Yes, sir. Okay. Did you get that? Did you get all of that? You want me to say that again? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The Lord said, Never doubt the integrity of my word, neither my ability to bring to pass what I have spoken. Now, although your mind will rise up and take a stand or a firm stand against the knowledge of my will, know that the carnal mind is incapable of matching wits with the mind of the living God. Therefore, just praise and worship me for what I've already done and I will bring it to pass. Now listen, delight thyself also in the Lord means you're so caught up in praising and worshiping God for what He has done... That you got him actively involved in bringing it to pass. He will give you the desires of your heart. What is the opposite of that scenario? Worship and complain and murmur, and nothing will be brought to pass. Isn't that true? If one is true, then the reciprocal obviously is true also. Right? Well, once again, you asked me to prove it in the word, so I'm going to do so. In Second Chronicles, in chapter 20, verse 1, it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon, and with them other beside the Ammonites, came the, came Jehoshaphat against Jehoshaphat to battle. Came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side. On this side, Syria. Now listen. Have you ever felt like there were many coming against you? Have you ever felt like everything's coming against you? Have you ever thought that everything in the world is coming against you? That's how Jehoshaphat was. They're coming at you from every angle and from every direction in life. And this was literal. This was physical. But sometimes, emotionally speaking... It seems as though everything is coming against us from every area in line, from every direction. Right? And we're just encompassed about with these armies that are against us. Well, in verse 3, Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judea. Or Judah, rather. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Isn't that prayer? Okay. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thine hand is there not power and might so that none is able to withstand thee? Art not thou our God who, drivest, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel and gavest it to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever? And they dwelt therein and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, If when evil come upon us as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. And now behold, the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade, when they came out of the land of Egypt, But they turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say how they reward us. Isn't that just like them? Now they come against us. To come to cast us out of thy possession, which thou hast given us to inherit. How many of you know that you have an inheritance? How many of you know that you have enemies coming against you to get you out of your inheritance? Well, listen. Listen. O oh, our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company and that that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jeel, the son of Mattaniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation and said, Hearken ye all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of the, of the great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come against the, up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the, Lord, uh, of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them. For the Lord will be with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And the Levites and the children of the Kohatites and the children of the Korites stood stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. Now they took their problem to God in prayer, right? And after they did, what did they do? They began to praise. Take your problem to God in prayer that's what prayer is, taking your problem to God. But praise and worship, get God involved in your problem to work it out for you. Now listen. And they rose up early in the morning and they went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, so shall he be established, believe his prophets, so shall he prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that they should praise the beauty of holiness As they went out before the army and to say, Praise the Lord for His mercy endureth forever. I want you to notice they began to praise the Lord for His mercy right in the midst of the problem. We could say it this way. They met the problem with praise. Right? They already went to God in prayer. They took it to to God in prayer, right? But now they're getting God involved in their problem. Through praise, to work it out. I want want you to see it. Verse 22. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments. What did singing and praising do? Got God involved in working out the problem. Come on, say amen. Didn't it? See, too often people will pray for something and then that's all. They say, well, now thank you, Lord, I believe I received and that's all. And then just go about doing nothing but waiting for God to do something. The highest expression of your faith toward God is praise and worship. When a person begins to get lost in God by praising Him, delighting himself in the Lord by saying... Father God, I've turned it over to you now. Oh, hallelujah. You are in charge of my problem. You are good and your mercy endures forever. Thank you for working out the problem. I no longer see myself bound and afflicted. I no longer see myself whatever. I see myself well. I see myself whole. I see myself prosperous. I see myself victorious. I'm not defeated. I don't see myself depressed any longer because you are involved in my situation. I'm praising you, Father God. I glorify you. I bless you. I worship you for my salvation, for my health, for my prosperity. Whatever it is that you are asking God to do for you, delight yourself in the Lord and then He gets actively involved in the situation. Because the Bible says that what? God inhabits the praises of His people. And so you see, prayer is taking your problem to God, but praise gets God actively involved or at work in the problem. And so we can't just pray and stop. But I I prayed and 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 still nothing happened. Yes, but did you praise and 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 praise? praise? Or did you cry and squall and bawl and mourn and moan and mmm and complain like you're doing now? (laughs) Yeah, but the Bible says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. I'm so glad that you are biblically taught. Turn to Acts, if you would please. Chapter sixteen And verse twenty. Now verse nineteen. And this is after Paul and Silas. Paul cast the devil out of this this individual. And when her masters saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace under the rulers and brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates ran off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into the prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. What does prayer do? Taking your problem to God. Now, Lord, you sent us here. We cast the devil out. We did what you told us to do. They ripped off our clothes. They put these traps upon our back and I think maybe in the morning we may lose our heads. Right? Kind of a tough situation, Lord. Know what I mean? So they prayed. They took their problem to God. Okay? Now notice the next part. And sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them. And the prisoners heard them. They sang praise unto the Lord. They came up with all kinds of choruses that night. Hallelujah. Wouldn't you say they did? Spontaneous utterances. You know, there's something about the human spirit when the body's about to die. It doesn't concern itself with sleep. It concerns itself with survival. And so they began to praise and bless God. Why did they do that? Because they were taught. Paul was taught by Jesus. Jesus taught him the gospel. He probably said something like, Paul, prayer is taking your problem to God. But praise is getting God involved in your problem. And so he took his problem to God and then he praised. He said, thank God. They probably said... Thank God in unison. Thank God, thank God, thank God who is our deliverer and our friend. Thank God we're not going to die. Hallelujah. You are the living God. Your mercy endures forever. You are the arm of our salvation. You are the mighty one. Nothing gets too difficult for you. Glory to the living God. Glory to the living God. Can you see them in that place? You think they had to wait to go to church to do that? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, you can imagine people in today's society what they might have done Hey guys, what are you in here for? Well, I'm in for murder and I'm in for... Th- what about you two over there, way back? What are you in here for? I don't know. I've been serving God all my life and I got, we cast the devil out of this lady. We got ourselves involved. We're in jail now. I don't understand what's going on. Man, I thought if you serve God, serve God that He'd take care of you and watch over you. My back is hurting so bad I can't stand it. Paul, what about yours? Can you imagine how they could have complained if they wanted to complain? And how probably the average person, even average Christian, would have probably complained. Yeah. Man, I thought I was doing God a service. Yeah. Here I am, you know, working my fingers to the bone for the Lord. Yeah. You know all the expressions. Yeah. I've been working so hard for God. And look, I get cast into this inner prison. Man, i tell you what. I guess it doesn't pay really to serve God. I've heard people talk like that. Yeah. Man, if there was God to help me, why didn't He help me? I've been doing all this. I've devoted my whole life to God. I've been out on a missionary field. My feet are sore. And now my back is bleeding. I don't know if this is really worth it all. No, they didn't do that. Man, they got together. And they put together a chorus of praise unto God. They didn't murmur unto God. They praised unto God. They didn't complain unto God. They worship God. They bless God. Oh, bless the Lord, oh my soul! And don't forget one of His benefits: Who redeems my life from destruction? Paul knew that verse. Silas knew that verse. He redeems my life from destruction. Hallelujah. And they worship God with the Bible says with a loud voice. Verse twenty six. And suddenly there was a you know, whenever God does anything, it's great. There was a great earthquake. Listen. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken. When did God get involved in their problem? When they what? Praised. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open. Anybody looking for an open door? Well, we can preach right there for a while, couldn't we? Oh, no, I just sense the spirit of preach coming on me right now. You need an open door in your life. Stop closing them with murmuring and complaining. I'll tell you what, some are so proficient in murmuring and complaining, they've got lock after lock after lock after lock after lock after lock after lock. Their doors are locked. I'm telling you. God's on the outside, you locked Him out. God is saying, I'm on on the inside. Unlock the door. How do I unlock the door? Praise Him. Glorify Him. Lock the devil out by not acknowledging Him. And what He does and who He is but glorify God, praise God, magnify God, right there in the middle of the situation, right there in the difficult uh, situation, right there with all the problems. Glorify God, pray, take it to God, and then praise and get God involved in the problem and praise and you'll unlock the door. You say, well, why does it take longer for some? Because you've got more locks on your door. I told you we could preach here for a while. Don't worry and don't be full of fretting and anxiety. The Bible said praise Unlock the door. Praise will unlock the door to the power of God. It'll get God involved in your problem. When did He come against those enemies of uh, Jehoshaphat and Judah? When they praised, His power was present. When did this happen over here? The doors were open, and listen to this. In everyone's, God wants us so full, remember the abundant life, so full of life, so that not only are you blessed, but you can't help to have the, but to have others around you blessed, even the other ones. Their doors were open and their bands were loosed. Everyone's bands were loosed. Hallelujah. But you see, the point is, God wants us to understand the power of praise and worship. And He wants us not to take it lightly. He wants us to develop a lifestyle of worship and praise And He wants us to delight ourselves in Him so that He can give us the desires of our heart individually and as a church family for all of our lives. And so I said, Lord, I'm going to preach that tonight. I'm going to preach that tonight. Hallelujah. And we're going to practice it tonight. We are going to do it. We're not just hearers. We're doers of the Word. You see, in Psalm 111, you have it. Don't close it just yet. In Psalm 111, you know what it says? In verse 1, Praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. Is your heart ready to praise the Lord? And you know when you do? Look, the works of the Lord are what? There was a great earthquake as they praised the Lord. And the works of the Lord were great. Everyone's bands were loose, the doors were open. Sought out of them that have pleasure therein. Delight thyself in the Lord. Beloved, what God is saying is this we have to delight ourselves in our salvation. Someone say, you saved? Oh, yeah, I'm saved. We should get used to say, are you saved? Oh, yeah, glory to God, I'm saved. There's a big difference, isn't there? Amen. Delight yourself in your salvation. Delight yourself that you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes, I am, and I can speak with other tongues, and I expect the Holy Ghost to fall on me any moment. And the gets to be in operation. Thank God I have a healer. Jehovah Ralphie is the Lord that heals me. Thank God, Jehovah Shalom, is my peace. I'm saved. I'm washed in the blood. I'm a sanctified saint of the living God. I walk in His love. I live by faith. I have the the armor of God protecting me. Glory to God, I'm saved. I'm on my way to glory. Jesus is coming in the clouds. Hallelujah. I'm going to see Him and meet my family in the air. And forever I'm going to be with the Lord. And when I come back, I'm going to reign with Him upon the earth. Glory to God. Delight yourself in the Lord. Take pleasure in the blessings of God. His work is honorable and glorious and His righteousness endures forever. He hath made His wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He hath given meat unto them that fear Him. He will ever be mindful of His covenant. You want to make God mindful of the covenant you have with Him. Glorify God and say, oh, hallelujah. Thank God I've been redeemed. There's a problem, but there's a bigger solver. You're the problem solver. I'm delighting myself in you and not this problem. You're the problem solver. My God, my Savior, my Healer, my Redeemer, my Baptizer with the Holy Ghost and fire. My Jehovah, uh, everything. Shalom, shalom. you're ever present in my life. And as you do praise God, what happens? God inhabits the praises of His people and shows Himself to be strong. Now you can close it. And now you can come up here. Thank you for listening to our legacy teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life. But if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. I receive you and accept you as my personal Savior and Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me,